Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello and welcome to week number one of high school football. I don't know how long I've been waiting to say that. It's been a while. High school soccer, high school volleyball already in full effect, but football getting started in just about 24 hours from now. What that means and what that looks like yet to be determined, but the fact that I can even talk about that is terrific to me. Both versions, football and football, will be talked about on this show. Coldwater's head coach, Chip Otten, is on the show, and he talks about everything that the Cavaliers have going on about his hungry senior class after not being able for a lot of those kids to defend their state baseball championship this spring. And Matthew Stetler, the new Knoxville soccer coach, First time I've actually got to sit and talk to him. I love the interview. I uh, was always fascinated by New Knoxville soccer program with having both boys and girls on it and kind of how that works. Matt talks about that and a lot more, and they're actually in action in uh, just a little bit as I tape this. But hopefully they're able to hear this and hear their coach with high praise. Off to a 1-0 start, beat Ada earlier in the week. We talk about that as well. They're off to Temple Christian today. Speaking of girls' soccer, Ottawa Glendorf off to a 2-0 after the beat Bluffton last night. Started off with a big win, I think six or seven goals in their opener last week. I'm excited to be doing a lot of Spencerville soccer next week, starting on the 31st on Z Sports 3. Both the boys and the girls, 15 home games. Keeps me a little bit close from home, and the reason why, kind of a big, uh, big announcement in my own life. My wife and I are expecting our first child in February. We've been keeping that quiet. A lot of things going on. But uh, happy to be joining Team Dad and uh, finding out exactly what that means. A lot of my friends are already uh, telling me about it's probably payback, like my parents used to say. I hope you have one just like you. But uh, being able to stay closer to home, it'll be a great thing. And uh, I'm excited. And a big thanks to all the well wishes and everything and everyone who has come forward and talked about that. So that's my big news for the week. The OHSAA has come out with their own news this week and said that football games will be played in the tournament through the home sites, at least through the regional semifinals, possibly through the regional finals, which would be two weeks of state semis and the state finals that would be at locations TBA. I believe I read this right, that it is Divisions 1, 2, 3, and 7 that will play on Friday nights. 4, 5, and 6 will play on Saturday nights. And we'll see kind of how that plays out. I love dual nights. This year is obviously a lot different in terms of media and being able to cover a lot of games. But uh, there's nothing like being able to do two games on a weekend and get to see a lot of these kids kind of chase their dream of a state championship. You know what you say? Also made... News this week, uh, the OHSA Radio Network, at least for this season, that covers all of the state championship weekends, is uh, coming to an end uh, with the uh, cost-cutting measures, trying to keep the uh, 20-plus sports and have as much that they can there. But uh, they do a great job and uh, cover the state championships. But not for this year. It's interesting to me again to see kind of how that works and what that'll be like. Uh, golf news again. I feel like a broken record, but the LCC girls golf team off to a terrific start. They went up to Independence just outside the greater Cleveland area. It's actually the golf course 
that they were at is right down the street from where the Cleveland Plain Dealer is. And they were able to win that tournament. Had a lot of Division One Cleveland area schools. Mary Kelly Mulcahy, the uh, tournament winner, with a 68. Shout out to those girls. They are having a uh, terrific year. And I believe every one of their other teammates shot in the low to mid-70s, too. The biggest news coming out of Aldeville in the last week, Josh Turbin formally says, I'm going to go play hoops at the University of Finley. Actually got to see him last weekend, last Sunday, on the uh, every Sunday four-game schedule at Ottawa's Memorial Park for the uh, Putnam County Fall Baseball League. He was blowing away hitters, faced nine hitters in his three innings through 37 pitches and had eight strikeouts. That's why he's one of my favorite athletes to watch. Northwest Central Conference talked about how they were coming up with names, and you could reach out to them on Twitter. They found the names for their divisions. It'll be the Lane Division and the Dennis Division, says NWC Commissioner Aaron Matthews. The Lane Division being named for Perry's Herb Lane and the Dennis Division being named for the late Mike Dennis. And the one thing that is sort of broken in the last couple of hours, Columbus City Schools have lifted their suspensions on athletics. They will begin athletics on Sunday and uh, wait and see exactly what that means as far as things going forward. If you're looking for a good read on Twitter, I implore you to find the Daily Standard Sports at the DS underscore sports and uh, read an article. If you go to the actual website, it's dailystandard.com slash sports slash preview written by Gary Raspberry, and he talks about a season filled with questions about what different things will be like, but I just read it. Uh, Raz did a great job with that, and then one of the good guys in it covering sports in the area. That's uh, the news. Not a lot. Just kind of waiting, getting through the first week of soccer and volleyball. A lot of big games have already happened. And uh, we talk about football with Chip Otten when we come back. Matthew Stetler, the new Knoxville soccer coach, on his way as well here as we continue on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Back now when we actually get to talk about football with a football coach in a Coldwater head coach, Chip Otten. First of all, you've got to just be over the moon that we're just days away from the start of actual football season. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's exciting that we, one, we just get to play at all, and then, then of course, our first game is with, with one of our biggest rivals, with St. Henry. So, so uh, nothing like jumping into uh, your first game against a rival team and, and one scrimmage only and so uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, see who can who can uh, I guess probably make the least amount of mistakes and and uh, have their squad ready. And that is kind of one oddity though, as far as rivalries go. I watched your preseason preview. I love the interviews that you do every week on CavFootball dot com, and you talked about how the six games, the way the schedule sets up, no Marion local this year. A lot of leagues set up rivalries. I'm kind of surprised. Maybe it was just. If we can't do the 50-50, we don't want to have that game. 
That's right. Maybe that maybe that was the deciding factor. So yeah, I don't I don't know exactly how the formula worked, but it was a it wasn't a it was a thought out um, formula, I think, because everybody just took their last two league games and those dropped off, and then you then you picked up the other six schools. But the order of those six games was a little different, so I'm not I'm not sure. But it was a I mean it was there it was a thoughtful calculated thing. So. That's, that's unfortunate that we don't play Marion because that's just been such a good, just a good respectful rivalry over these last well since ever we've been playing them forever. So um, yeah, so that's that's Andover Sales, which we played forever too. So, but that's you know in this this world in today's in this year, I guess the craziness you you take what you get and glad you're playing and and uh, move on. It's kind of weird, though, because obviously the way that the communities in Mary Local and Coldwater are, that you want to play the best every time, and there are probably hundreds of schools that are saying, you know, if I was them, I wouldn't be complaining about not having to play the other school. Yeah, and, you know, I guess a piece of everybody's maybe like, well, at least we don't have to deal with them, but then you really think about it, say, that's those are the games that people love, and the games that, that, are, that are fun, and, you know, obviously sometimes you Sometimes you lose those, and it's not fun on that night. But, but like you said, at least you're at least you're taking on you know the best we got, and it makes you focus better. It makes you prepare a little a little harder, knowing that you know this is a game that that it's going to be fun, and there's going to be a ton of people, and just the excitement and the energy that that we won't have that have that game this year. The other thing you talked about was last year you guys broke the playoff streak record at 23 straight. Now I guess. You get a 24th straight this year because everybody makes it. Obviously not how you want to have it happen, but at least you know that come week seven, you're probably going to be prepared with your schedule as usual to go into whatever hopefully that seven-week run is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, certainly hopefully we can prove that we deserve it, right? If we can if we can play well in those six games that that you could feel good about saying, Hey, we, we, you know, we're, we're in the playoffs. And then, like you said, our league prepares, it, 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 you know, prepares you to get in those playoffs or when you get there. And so this year could, could be interesting, you know, because since everyone is in, um, I think we have five of us in possibly in the same region with Parkway, Coldwater, Minster, uh, Fort Recovery and Anna. So you could end up playing, you know, we do, we do play Anna Minster. Um, we do play Anna and Minster and for recovery during the regular season. So you could end up playing them pretty quickly into the playoffs, depending on seedings and all those types of things. Isn't it funny how that works out? seems like you always, it, it, it's got to keep you even just to make sure. All right, well, we're going to the playoffs. The Mac's got to take on the Mac at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I guess I probably, you know, thinking about the other sports is probably even more, you know, more devastating as far as knocking each other out, you know, because at least in football we have, oh, there's, we have, you know, Versailles is five and then about half of us six and half of us seven. But gosh, like in volleyball and, and uh, girls basketball, I mean, they just, they just have to play like a league tournament, you know, really almost like a league tournament to get out of the, get out of the district or so. So, so feel bad really for them. That girls. Van Wert uh, district a couple of years ago was four of the top teams in the state just to get out of the volleyball districts. I mean, that's not... Just to get out of the district. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Where this could be the four teams at the state. And I remember thinking yeah. that Audeville was actually having one of their best years in D4, and they had 
uh, St. Henry, and they had New Bremen, and I want to say Fort was the other one. It was four of the five top teams in the state. That's just kind of crazy how it goes to show how good Northwest Ohio is, though. Right? Yeah, that that it is. It is amazing that that you don't really think about it either until you start traveling and then you get in the tournaments and and just like a few years ago when I guess in volleyball we played Versailles in the finals and New Bremen. I think that was when they won it that first time. So you know, three of the Division three and four, three of the four teams were were uh, max schools in the finals. <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. Well, and your class of seniors has had a lot of success, but I would imagine that coming into it, 13 seniors, a lot of those kids play baseball too, and they got robbed of their spring season. They got to actually finish off basketball, but I would think this has got to be a group that's focused and hungry right now for this season. Yeah, you know, and that was part of the difficulty this summer, even though they, they didn't appear that way until we, we kind of asked them a little bit about the uncertainty because they, they did a great job of coming. So like you said, you know, they miss all spring. All, almost all of our skill guys are, are either baseball or track. And so they missed that, like you said. And then, then uh, you know, this summer, uh, they, they really, we started in the end of May when we were allowed to open up workouts. And then all summer they did great. And then, then uh, two days we, we backed off and had one practice every day, a little bit longer. So we tried to cut down some of that. But, but even then, at times, you know, you could kind of, maybe not feel some energy and say, Hey fellas, you okay? Everybody all right? Well, we're just, you know, just not really sure if we're even going to get a play and doing all this work. They, they did, they did a good job. Boy, it would be, it would really suck if, and now if, if our, if those seniors, like you say, you know, the miles blasting game who played in the state championship as a sophomore junior year, he misses, misses, you know, that opportunity to repeat in baseball. And now if he would happen to have to miss, miss football along with, with some of those other guys but he, he's a good example because he was a three you know he'll be a three-year starter in all three sports really that would stink for him yeah it seems like if you guys i always use the joke if you had a checkers team he'd probably be the captain he just seems like yeah. one of those kids that <laughs> smart and shows up in every sport yeah he just just steady and you know he's a big strong kid he's got you know both his parents were college athletes and and uh, so it's just kind of part of part of who he is that you just go from one to the next, and you know he has a really good attitude and just good fun fun guy to be around. And and his his brother Marcel is a sophomore now, and he's he's going to play some. He'll he'll be playing quite a bit of varsity. I think he, he's he's really really uh, a good athlete. So that, that'll be fun to have him coming up. It's funny because I always ask coaches about you know you didn't get an easy draw in terms of where you have to go on the road, but it's not exactly like there's an easy draw on the Mac anyways. Week two, you go to Minster, you end up at New Bremen and St. John's. Historically, for a lot of uh, programs, those are not exactly easy places to walk out feeling good about yourself on a Friday night. No, Minster has always been always been a battle uh, when we go there, and, and New Bremen is much improved. So we were there last year, and it was, you know, they, they hung tough for a while. And then, uh, of course, this year, I think they got quite a few kids back. A really good quarterback and safety returning is kind of like their, you know, kind of like their focal point guy. And and Minster has has done a really good job for several years now. And so, you know, like you say, that's that's a good battle. And so then you got to travel. You know, that trip to Delphus is just just long trip. But uh, so hopefully, you know. But I guess you get used to it. You know, you just get on the bus and go and go play. I know that you've obviously been on the other side of what I'm about to ask, but. Do you, as a coach, kind of look at the league sometimes and just laugh that 
coming back. There are only seven state champions, but coming back this year, you have two of those in your league. And at one point, I mean, you guys had three out of seven. That's just, it seems like the Mac machine just keeps rolling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, I guess we almost sort of have gotten so used to that. We just kind of take it for granted, but you know, when you sit back and think about that it's, and in, and it's not just one sport, it's multiple sports that, 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 that happens. And so that's, that's just, makes it all the more, uh, fun and all the more, um, I guess you feel good about, um, where we are in, in, in this community and, and in our league that, that people still want to keep playing and coaches. Uh, I think this is, is a, a big thing that our coaches around here, you know, lots of coaches in lots of other areas are looking to move to a bigger school, or, you know, get up to the division one or move on to college maybe. But around here, I guess just because of um, good communities to live in and raise your kids and say, you know what, I kind of like this small school, high school thing. I'm going to stay right here. And so I think that continuity of, of coaches staying, you know, where they're put and really helps helps build, build the programs and, and keep moving forward. Also, uh, I can't say enough. Congratulations to you, selected for the Ohio High School Football Association Hall of Fame. Uh, that's uh, that's a heck of a thing, and hopefully in June you get to go to that banquet and maybe show off some new hardware. Yeah, that that'll be awesome. I'm, I'm not sure I like to show show too much off. But <laughs> I guess more than anything, I'm more than show up, just share it with with. I, I don't know what the how many people are allowed to go to it, but I think. I think a lot of people uh, like to go to those types of things and have lots of friends and coaches and just people that I've worked with over the years that have been so much part of part of me reaching that um, reaching that award. So it's just fun to share it with everybody who's who's been a part of it. And I guess I'm some ways a little embarrassed or humbled because I think there's lots and lots of coaches that are just as good as me, but maybe weren't in the right place at the right time with the right kids and the right staff. and that type of thing, but but I'm certainly happy and and uh, can share it with lots of people. The guys on the other side are a lot more friendly during the off season. Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, well, you know, you get into those, you get into those, you get into those big games, and and of course, you know, they they congratulate you. But when it's time to play, it's time to play, and you go, you know, you you try to try to try to win those games. It's a very weird year in terms of how everything is going to go, but maybe one thing, because I know that Coldwater has alumni who are all over the country, all over the world, you kind of get to uh, bring your team a different way to them this year where people will get to watch because of the cab vision that you guys have. That's that's a really neat thing that uh, Eric has really put out there and you've been able to do for this year. Yeah, I think there's a few more schools, a couple other ones that have it, but that, yeah, that's that's that is a way for everybody to like my brother lives in Columbus and, and he watched all the time last year. And then, then, you know, I hook him up with my huddle account. So he sneaks in and watches the, you know, the, you know, our, our good, our good, uh, end zone cameras and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah. So, and you know, if, especially this year now, now you could, you know, essentially, even though you're not supposed to, supposed to have big parties, you know, you could get together with a group of friends and have a little tailgate and, sit in the garage or sit on the back porch and, you know, sit there with your friends and watch it and, and hopefully hear the hear, hear something from the stadium if you're close enough, I guess. I believe, uh, I thought I saw somewhere in Coldwater is actually doing that. Are they? Yeah, I don't really know, but I think that'd be fun. I think uh, you guys are headed the right way. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Start off with St. Henry, 
Obviously, we talk about big rivalry game, but thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, I, I appreciate you having me, Mike, and uh, looking forward to getting the season started. That's Chapon talking about cold water football. Hey, Bearcat fans, Special Row Hardware is your local hometown hardware store. Located at 115 North Broadway Street in Spencerville, Spencerville Hardware can assist with any painting with their full line of paint and custom tinting. Also stocked with the highest quality power tools, you can reach Spencerville Hardware by calling 419-647-4468. Plan your trip by checking out their e-catalog on SpencervilleHardware.com. To place your items in your cart and have the order emailed to the store and ready for pickup. Spencerville Hardware is open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and 8 to 3 on Saturdays. Spencerville Hardware Store, 419-647-4468. Back now talking about high school soccer and New Knoxville soccer with head coach Matthew Stetler and already off to a good start of a 4-1 win against Ada. And I would imagine it had to feel good to finally know what you can do both on your team and what you're allowed to do and get out and just concentrate on putting balls in the back of the net. Oh, yeah. It's been, a, you know, a crazy summer, you know, not being able to compete against other teams and summer camps and um, and uh, shootouts. So, you know, we kind of got tired of beating up on ourselves a little bit. And we have five new incoming freshmen along with a pretty senior-laden class. And it was uh, good to see them come out there and gel on the first game and, and uh, compete harder than our opponent. And uh, it was good to get our first win under about against the, you know, usually a historically strong Ada team that's beat us bad a couple couple past seasons. Well, it helps out, too. You get a hat trick from a senior in Patrick Covert, and then your youth takes over. Jay Waterman gets the other goal. That's a great blend of that 5-5 five and five that you're talking about and being able to, all right, getting four is not an easy thing, but being able to establish that right away and get probably your running game going, that had to feel good. Yeah, I've I've been fortunate this year to kind of have a rotation in my subs, and uh, we get fresher legs. But last year we had 13 players on our roster, and there's a couple games where we ended up having only 10 players, you know, playing the game. So that you know attrition starts to come in effect when you have that low number of players. Um, I I think people like Patrick, um, who's very you know athletically gifted um, appreciates getting subbed out every once in a while by a freshman who can kind of, you know, maintain, um, you know, the, the attack. And then when Patrick gets back in, you know, he's fresh. And speaking of uh, him, I, I didn't realize this, but I guess he broke Joseph Bayende's career goal scoring record uh, against data. I guess both of them were tied with 45 goals, I believe. And uh, he ended up getting a hat trick, which that's that's a pretty good way to cap off breaking a tie there. He gets a cake now, right? I I, I don't know if <laughs> I, I think you owe him uh, one for forgetting it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Hopefully, he's not listening right now. <laughs> it's fine. We're not popular with kids. It's all right. <laughs> uh, but it is. It, it's cool to see moments like that, and especially, you know, that's one where. Those kind of things, maybe if you know that, so to speak, you kind of press and try to maybe take a harder shot or take a, a little more of a chance. But for him to just be able to get that out of the way and concentrate on the season, I'm sure, has to be a little bit of a relief for you and for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, like like I said, I had no idea. It was even, you know, 
uh, going to happen that game. And I, I, nobody talked about it during the game. So it was probably a good, you know, a good thing that, uh, it wasn't talked about cause he probably would have, you know, had that mindset of, you know, I got to try really hard at the beginning and, but he's not that kind of player. He's, he, he, he reads the game, you know, unlike any other player in our area. And, that's really where his success comes from. I mean, obviously he's, he's built bigger than what a normal soccer player would be. He's six foot one D five. And he's kind of built like a linebacker in high school. So that, that's kind of helped his success. And, um, but I am happy for him and I'm happy for, for, the, you know, him represent our program. I think you kind of have to watch out when you say that though, because with football getting started, uh, there's probably, you know, somebody minster or st mary's hey why don't you uh why don't you come over here and we'll, we'll get you all up to speed <laughs> oh it's a good thing he's a senior because it's a little too late for right. that you would think so you know it's just kind of yeah, one of those odd things man. but it is different yeah. though it, it kind of with obviously with new knoxville not having football that your program is building you're now in your fifth year you guys go six and eleven last year how have you seen the the program because you were an assistant beforehand kind of grow yeah. and kind of head the direction that you want? Um, just, just players buying in um, to, you know, what, what I stress to them. And that's just really about having fun and, uh, you know, not taking too much, you know, keep taking the weight off their shoulders. You know, there's, you know, soccer is kind of like the, you know, the back end of what, you know, Oxville's kind of been about, that's been, you know, basketball and volleyball. And, um, so I think, you know, just soccer is a way for them to get out and, and, uh, just kind of express themselves in a different way as an athlete. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot different than basketball, you know, basketball, you, it's about two minutes of running and going back and forth and soccer is just a continuation of, you know, how can I keep myself from running and not stopping? Especially when, you know, our team, our program has had not very many subs. So a lot of those kids are running about five miles and playing a physical activity. Um, so it's, 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 it's been a really good turnaround in our program. And I, I have to thank, you know, my assistant, Mark Gernest, who was the previous head coach and he, he stepped down for a year and then I asked him to be my assistant because I know he, he's very, very educated in soccer and uh, just having him and I together, it's just like having two head coaches. How did you find that you had to sort of change your thought process on a lot of with the rules and not just the soccer rules, but with the rules of what you could and could not do in the zoom meetings and everything of uh, kind of hoping your kids are staying in condition, but that you found yourself with a challenge going into this year? Um, just, I, I know that, you know, I, I kind of just not like take it back. Like in the months of like April and May, um, it was kind of a, just a moment for them to, you know, take care of themselves, um, health wise. Cause at that time you just didn't know what, what the coronavirus epidemic was all about. You didn't know if it was going to affect, younger age kids or not. So, um, you know, my, my advice to them was just, uh, try and stay healthy and stay away from this for a while. And, you know, once, once you figure out the 
statistics that you know the the government in Ohio was showing it, it really didn't affect the youth. So that's when I in, in June um, you, we could we could start you know at, you know workouts and stuff, but um, coaches would have to like be very distant from them. Like I would just park park a, a seat a fold out chair and watch, just watch them play against each other. And, um, they did well. And, uh, you know, it's kind of showing, especially this first game, um, how much they, they, they love to play soccer. When you look at your team, you have something a little bit unique and a little bit different than a lot of schools do where you have the mix of boys and girls. How is that a challenge at times for you? Because I know a lot of coaches have said over the years, uh, the joke has always been uh, girls coaches tell guy coaches, yeah, you couldn't come over here and coach and be successful, but I could come do your job. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've always felt it was challenging because, well, I, I graduated from Salina. And, you know, of course, it's a big – at that time, we were Division One, and we are a pretty big school, and – we scrimmaged New Knoxville, who was a beginning program as a co-ed school. And, you know, it's, it's like a shark when you see a blood and water, you know, you're going to, you're going to have, you know, a successful day because you're playing against girls. You're clearly, you're more masculine than them and you, you compete harder than them. And then, you know, when I take over this program, uh, I, I stressed to the girls, I said, you got to take that that mindset away from them, and you, I mean, you might look short in stature, but you have the ability to be, you know, physically stronger and mentally stronger than some of these some of these boys out in the field. And I feel like that's kind of been they've responded to that, and that's how we've been pretty successful for being a co-ed team. Well, and it's interesting too because I've seen a lot of really great girls in terms of the programs in the area. And it's kind of the old thing about uh, boys basketball versus girls basketball, that it's a fundamental thing versus, you know, a power thing. And it gives kind of a different element. And I love the, d- the dynamic you have, but I hope that one day you have enough participation where you're kind of able to split that and make two teams. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think if we did have a girls program, they'd be pretty successful. We're just, you know, we're missing about four or five particip- you know, participants to get, you know, a true girls team. And we've, we've had plenty of, you know, ladies that have been in the boys soccer program that have done extremely well. You know, I just throw in Jacqueline Muffle last year. She played on the U19 Knoxville club. For the for first two years, and then she wanted to give out give the you know the boys program a try, and she was my senior captain her second year. She was a vocal leader. She stood her ground. She was a starting defensive back for me, and just you know the girls have good work ethic in the town of New Knoxville, and it's you know no matter what sport that they play, it helps that she's an overall terrific athlete too. Exactly, she is. Uh, you've got uh, you talk about your freshman class a little bit. How good can they be during their four years? Uh, they're a very close knit group. You know, it, you know when you're trying to socially distance everybody. I think every day, you know, when 
when we're trying to do, you know, individual drills, you, I'm, I'm constantly reminding them to just get away from each other because it's like they're brothers, the way that they act. So, um, I, I, if, if there wasn't a pandemic going on, you yeah, didn't have to social distance from each other. You know, I like that. I like the camaraderie that they have with each other. And they also gel well with the seniors and, uh, I think they can be something special as long as they, they um, just work hard like, like they have been in the summer. Cause I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a freshman group like that, that responds to, you know, coaching criticism the way that they do. And you don't see that very often in, in players um, anymore and in, in a high school level. You look at the overall, the way the WSL has gone traditionally has been, Bakken's at the top, and they started off with a win already this year. Uh, what can you guys do going forward to compete and maybe try to topple them from the top of the mountain? I really think that um, it just starts with the youth program, and uh, their head coach is, you know, he runs that for the Botkins Club youth program through fall and spring, and you you can just see – you see that now with the group that he has and just the success that they have. And, and um, I'm very proud for what they've accomplished. And I know they're kind of like a rival being, you know, less than 10 minutes away from New Knoxville, but um, I've seen those guys compete at the club level against nationally ranked teams. And uh, they're, they're a very unique, a unique group and just the, for them to come out of a small town in Bakken's, you know, it, it just tells you that it can happen anywhere, especially in New Knoxville. So, and that's what I kind of preach to the kids. I said, if you want to get good, you got to start, you got to, you know, uh, I'm not saying play year round, but you got to give a little bit of effort if you want to be successful like them. So that's kind of what I've, I've been preaching and it, we, we've been getting there. I think it, like I said, it starts with the youth. You've pointed out in all of your preseason stuff about Botkins, Jackson Center, LCC, and the team you get on Thursday in Temple Christian being a very good team. Going into that game on Thursday night, how are you feeling about your chances? Every time I, uh, we have Temple coming up on our schedule, I'm never, I'm never at ease because no matter what, program that they bring and how you know small their program is those guys compete so hard and they do not like whether the game is whether they're losing six to one or it's tied one to one those guys are balls to the wall and you know and i i I tell my players i prepare them before we play temple you know we we got to have the same mindset and I think that's kind of why they've been successful in, in our league as well is because they just work really hard and it doesn't matter what skill level that they have. Um, they're, they're pretty successful and uh, BJ does a really good job with their program. I believe as of right now, I actually have a game where you guys are playing at Spencerville in September the 10th and I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing that game, uh, calling that game and hopefully... You guys are having a great year by that point and have a uh, a fun trip, but some will say a terrible trip home here to Spitzerville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their their program has kind of been been um uh 
just unsuccessful the last two years, but um, last year I think they kind of turned around. Uh, the coach that they have now, he's done a really good job. His son's an extremely good soccer player, and he's only a junior, I think. And um, they have a really great facility um, that they that they made on their football field. And but man, wouldn't that be nice to have something like that? You know, still one day. <laughs> you got to take. But, the, I think you got to get behind the barn, though. You got to get behind that <laughs> fundraiser. Right. Yeah. That that's first, and then and then we'll think about the other stuff later. I mean, that would. <laughs> I can't wait till till that comes for our basketball program and volleyball program, but but yeah, I, I can't wait for you guys to come and and uh, do our game. It's it's nice that you know we have people that support the soccer program in Midwest Ohio, and uh, it's it's fun for listeners who don't get to listen very much on the on the radio. Well, and the ones who do actually know what they're talking about are like that guy's dumb. <laughs> like, what's he talking yeah. about? Yeah. I'll learn some soccer between now and then. Hey, that's all right. I mean, as long as you just... I got to buy that Soccer for Dummies book, I think. It's, yeah, on, that's... it's on back order. Yeah, really? Nah, I don't know. I should probably... I don't believe you. I, probably, I, I, I don't learned enough you. to be dangerous. Yeah, so I said, you do, no matter what sport my blessing you do, you've done a pretty good job. So thank you, you know, I thank you guys for, for uh, covering my local sports. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm excited uh, every time I'm able to have something, and I don't mean this wrong, but out of the mainstream, so to speak, of football, basketball, the big boy sports. Uh, and that was kind of the idea of this podcast was to bring maybe things that people didn't know about and maybe they don't know about in Knoxville soccer, but hopefully now they do. Yeah, that I mean, that's great. And, and uh, you know, I hope other programs get the opportunity because there's there's – there's a lot of good successful programs that, that get unmentioned around our area and don't, don't get the recognition that they deserve. And, you know, you know, podcasts and radio stations that you guys have, you know, it's a, it's a great start for our programs. Well, I wish you the best of luck coming up with Temple Christian and uh, we'll see you in just a couple of weeks. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. On. Thanks for having me on Mike. My pleasure. That's Matthew Steller, the head coach at new Knoxville. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Don't forget, because of great sponsors here in the Ville, like my place, you can hear the uh, Bearcats in action every Friday night, their first three games of the season. Their scheduled games kicking off tomorrow night with Crestview, Nate Stidham, and uh, Brock Blythe at 6.30 in pregame. And then the uh, kickoff at 7 o'clock. A big one right out of the gate with Crestview tomorrow night. So that's in week one, but you go through the first three weeks to set up the uh, seedings, the east and west before crowning a Northwest Conference champion in Week 6. Playoffs kicking off in Week 7. You can hear all the action of the Bearcats as long as they go on Z Sports 3 every Friday night. I hope you do it. Check out ZSportsLive.com. A lot of the uh, Bearcat stuff up there as well. But thanks to the sponsors of this product as well. A lot of great folks who have been a part, including Lee Kinsel. Find them online at LeeKinsel.com and 
if you're a friend of Big E, tell him Mike Hearn sent you. He'll know exactly uh, what is happening. But another terrific set of uh, supporters. Week one of high school football kicking off. I loved being able to hear Chip Otten's thoughts on it and about the uh, soccer season with Matthew Stetler as well. All of that, uh, you can always find these interviews on iTunes as well as on my Twitter, at Michael Hearn PVP on Facebook as well. I've got a Facebook page there that has all the older ones, and you can go back and hear from your favorite athletes. Tweet me. Let me know which one you enjoyed most. And we've got more great content coming up next week. Got some things in the work, trying to get some big college coaches from the area and some other folks to talk about high school football, basketball, whatever the winter means. All of that is coming your way. Thank you so much for listening and supporting this show. Have a great night. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.